Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what you should do at work. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and outside of sleeping, you are probably working more than any other activity you'll do in your life. You know, just simple math says that if working uh, 50 hours a week is normal for you and you work 50 weeks a year for a normal working life of 45 years, that's over 100,000 hours or about 12 full years of your life. You'll even spend a full year with your friends. So this is a, a huge chunk of our lives. And we better believe that God is interested in how we use it. So turning to the Bible, today we're going to talk about some commands that are applicable to every aspect of our life, but especially when we're working. How does God want me to use those 12 years so that I honor him and lead others to put their lives uh, in his hands? Well, first, I need to work. Yeah, that's the most basic way to start serving God with your work, hard work and serving others and, and striving to provide for yourself and for your family and for others who are unable to work. That's essential for Christians. I want to eat, therefore I have to work. When I am unable to work, I have the comfort of a loving Christian family who will care for me, but I want to reserve that generosity for when I'm unable, not when I'm unwilling. As Paul says, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. God has made a world in which we survive by contributing to society in tangible, real ways. And I think you'll find it very difficult to work for God when you stop working, period. Second, I need to stop working just for money. You know, Once we agree that work, even if my work has limitations over time, is necessary for us as Christians, we can start talking about our motivations for work. You can almost always tell the difference between someone who is working for a job for a paycheck versus the one who sees a greater purpose in it all. And truth be told, I don't like to spend very much time with the ones who are just there for the paycheck. You know, whether I am driving a garbage truck or, or working at a nonprofit trying to cure childhood cancer, God has a purpose for me and the first step to glorifying him at work is to realize I'm not in my job just to get a check every two weeks, but because God has opened up this door to bring honor and glory to him. First Corinthians 10.31 says that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So, you know, so much of the world is caught up in this dreary, pathetic corporate culture where they just go through the motions of work until they can clock out. They're convinced that what they do doesn't really matter. They're just cogs in a massive machine. And lots of Christians are caught up in this too. But Christians, we should be encouraged by what Paul said to the Corinthians. God, he doesn't measure the value of our work the same way the world does. He measures it by how we use our work to serve him. So remember, when you walk into work, you aren't there just for a paycheck. That might be a, a nice perk. And I, I strongly recommend if they stop giving you that paycheck, maybe find a new place to work. But ultimately, you aren't there just for money. You're there to bring glory to God. Third, I should not find my sense of self-worth in my job. 
So no, I shouldn't get caught up in this awful, you know, I hate Mondays culture that, that's so pervasive in most of our workplaces, but we also shouldn't swing to the other end of the pendulum and stake our identities on our jobs. And that's our default. You know, just do a, a simple test today and go and ask five people who they are. And they will almost always, they'll start out with their name and then they'll move on to their career. Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world, but it goes to show just how deeply ingrained our jobs are to our identities. If we let that go too far, it's deadly. No one can love both God and money or serve other masters like fame or success or a promotion or anything else money can bring. You know, 12 years is a large portion of your life and it's naturally going to take up a, a, a sizable chunk of your focus. And God doesn't want Christians to stop working, quite the opposite. He wants us to be hard workers and use our work to glorify him. And we need to find ways then to integrate our faith into our work, even if that comes at the expense of promotions or bonuses or, or job stability. Here's the thing. So often we consider working for God, working in a church building or, or doing some kind of direct ministry. It's feeding the sick or it's teaching a Bible class or it's serving as a deacon. But as long as I limit my service to God to that narrow definition, it won't take long before I, I compartmentalize my life into sacred and secular sections. I'll have my secular hobbies and career uh, and family even, and then I'll have a sacred worship service once a week. And I won't uh, think that the two have to be mixed together. And the Bible makes no such distinction, though. Our lives, and I believe that means all of our lives, are set aside to be holy as our Father is holy. That means that all work, everything we do, in fact, is set aside as God's work. It is prepared by him to bring glory to his name. You know, once we realize that and we start acting like that every hour that we're on the clock, that we're actually serving God, then we will realize our worth isn't actually in our job title or in our salary. It's in our God. Fourth, I need to work to confuse others. Yeah, I haven't watched all of The Office, um, but on that show, they've got this character named Dwight. And he's a confusing guy. He's always finding ways uh, to stun everyone else in different ways. And maybe that's not what Christians are to aspire to, but we are certainly supposed to make others take a second look at us. They, they should look at us and think that's something strange. Just a few weeks ago, we talked about how Christians are to be a peculiar brand of people and that we should, uh, that that pecul peculiarity, excuse me, should be evident in the workplace. We should stand out for our joy and our patience and our kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, peace, and love. And I think we can all see how showing even one of those fruits of the spirit all the time in the workplace is going to be a stunning difference to the status quo. You know, what if you are the employee that never loses control? If you're the one who's always calm in tense situations and can diffuse conflict rather than ratchet it up? Or what if you're the boss who is always patient and kind with those you oversee? Over time, people are going to notice that, especially when you keep doing it when it doesn't make sense, when you cling to your faith, when it would be so much easier to play by the world's rules. Paul says, we must present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and that is our spiritual worship in Romans 12.1. You know, my life, every part of it, 
is an act of worship. And Paul tells me how that can be in the next sentence. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind in Romans 12 too. Yeah, how are you working? Are you working in a way that goes with the flow? And does the way you work look like everyone else? Or are you working in a way that confuses this world, that that demonstrates your worship to God? Christians work in ways that are supposed to be distinct. We aren't supposed to conform with how everyone else is living. And when others see that, they should wonder why we do it that way. We should look like someone so filled with hope that they have to ask why. And Peter says in 1 Peter 3.15, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Everything I do should be looking for a way to get people to ask me that question. Why do you have this hope? And I should be prepared with the answer. So work in a way that makes people wonder why. You know, our jobs aren't insignificant to our faith. Nearly all of us will spend more time in our workplace than we ever will in a church building. It takes up 12 full years of our life. If we want to claim that God owns our heart and our soul and our mind, that means we can't hold anything back from him, even our work. Everything we do is for his glory, and our work is no exception. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's Word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.